With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. My name is Lou Lombardi, a.k.a. Ludini. And uh, today we've got an interview with Josh Turk and a uh, great uh, singer, songwriter, uh, live performer as well uh, from Toronto, uh, Canada, calling in from Toronto today, his home base. So I'm really excited to talk to Josh. He's uh, worked with some very cool people over uh, the past few years, and uh, he's got a new single out, uh, Learning to Let Go, which we will be checking out in a little while here. But in the meantime, you are listening to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus, uh, that is LudiniRockAndRollCircus.com. That's our website and home base where you can uh, check out all the different interviews that we're putting up all the time with a lot of different artists. Artists that uh, just not hearing too much about on corporate radio, corporate media. Um, also, uh, every Sunday now, we've moved it to Sundays, but it is replayed as well. You can download it whenever we have our music podcast, the Ludini Hard Rock and Metal Circus with my uh, my podcast partner, uh, co-host, uh, Mr. Keith Hawkins, where we play a lot of uh, unsigned and signed to in small indie label hard rock and metal bands, again, that you're not really hearing anywhere, and we have a good time. There's usually a lot of comedy involved, and we always pick an interesting topic and get your opinions, and you guys can check us out on social media for that. Ludini, rockandrollcircus.com's website. website. Guys, uh, like I was telling you, I've got jo- Josh Turk on the line with us, uh, born and raised or born in Toronto, Canada, raised on a healthy diet of rock and roll music, uh, a la Springsteen, Neil Young, Tom Petty, Bob Dylan, just to name a few. And uh, he's got a really great sort of like a rootsy uh, singer-songwriter, singer-songwriter uh, uh, rock vibe, very cool, uh, great vocals, great songwriting, great lyrics. Uh, Josh Turk, welcome to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Hey, thank you very much for having me, man. Happy to be here. No problem, man. Okay, so... Um, Josh, why don't you, uh, since, since we're just kind of meeting for the first time, and I know you've done some really cool stuff. You worked with Max Weinberg. You worked with John Oates. John is a, like a mentor of yours. Before we get into all that stuff, let's get back to the beginning and tell us how you got into doing music, and especially doing it in, in a serious way like this. Uh, how, how did that get started for you? It's, uh, well, like any good rock and roll story, it, it really starts with a girl. I, uh, huh. I was learning how to play guitar. You know, uh, my buddy was really into the rock and roll thing and the guitar music thing. and He took me out to a club one night and showed me this cover band. And I was absolutely mesmerized by these guys. Just the sounds that they were getting, the individual sounds that they were contributing to the overall song, and just how everything was fitting together, the energy that they had on stage. I knew that I had to do that. I knew that I had to learn how to play guitar. And when I started... I actually thought, okay, I'm going to be a lead guitar player. I got the curly long hair. I kind of look like Slash a little bit. I'm going to be the next Slash. That's what I'm going to do. And so I start learning how to play guitar. And it just so happens that the guy who I'm learning from is teaching me chords 
to some of my favorite songs before he teaches me how to solo and do scales and stuff. Because you got to build a foundation. Right. So I'm at summer camp, and I'm feeling really good about myself. I've gotten through a couple of these songs, and I can play them pretty well at this point. And so I'm sitting down with a couple of my friends, and I'm playing the guitar. And this really cute girl comes up, sits down right in front of me, and says, Hey, what are you playing? And I puff out my chest, feeling really good about myself, right? And I say, Oh, it's Wonderwall by Oasis. She goes, Oh, cool. Hey, can you sing it this time? Because I won't be able to follow along unless you sing the song. Now, singing was the furthest thing from my mind at the time. I wanted to be the next Slash. But she was really cute and had just called me out in front of a bunch of my buddies. (laughs) And I'm of the mind you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So I pick up my guitar, I start the song over, and I sing this time. And when I'm done, she looks over at me and says, I, that was awesome. Like, you didn't tell me you were a singer. I never looked back. started uh, learning how to sing. I started researching songs that not only I could play on the guitar, but songs that I could sing as well. And what I found with looking up guys like John Mayer, uh, Jack Johnson, James Taylor, I got into some of my parents' old records again, like Jackson Brown, Tom Petty, and Springsteen, as you mentioned. All of these guys, what they had in common in their songs were stories. They were communicating something. They were talking about how they were feeling, things that they were experiencing, or things that people very close to them had gone through. And that was the connecting point. It was that line of communication, sending something out there for somebody else to interpret and know, hey, this person went through that, or this person understands where I'm at right now. And I fell in love with that level of communication and that ability to put something out there into the world, say something that was on my mind or in my heart, and have other people gravitate towards it and connect with it. And so very soon after I started singing, I started writing my own songs. And again, never looked back. That's a great story, and you tell it very well, (laughs) very eloquently. Um, So um, what was do you remember the first song that you wrote? Absolutely, I do. I, uh, so I had written a couple songs by the time I was 15, 16, I had written a few songs, but they were more works in progress, if that makes any sense or progress. There's the Canadian coming out in me a little bit, (laughs) but, uh, so they were works in progress and I, I was getting to that point where the ideas were forming, but they were still a little bit disjointed. And then one night, I was at a party and uh, at my buddy's place, and everybody was kind of filing out. It was one of those like end of the evening. There were only a couple people left. And I picked up the guitar, and I started playing, and I found these chords that I really loved, and they all seemed to fit together. And before I knew it, I had this melody in my head, and I had the chord structure for the verse and the chorus. And I started coming up with these lines. like They just started to flow out of me. And by the next morning, I had this entire song written. And I remember playing it for my parents. And they turned to me and said, 
so you wrote this song? I said, yeah. They did the whole thing. Like, start to finish, you wrote this. I said, yeah. They went, wow. And I knew at that point, as soon as I was done, even before I played it for them, that this was like this was unlike any song I had written before. It was all one story. It was concise. The words made sense together. The verses flowed into the chorus, which flowed into the bridge. And I was really proud of that. And that song actually ended up being the first single I released off of my first full-length album. And it was uh, Alpha Roses. Wow. That's a great story, too, man. Um, So... So you're relatively so how, so. how many albums do you have out now? So so I've got two albums out now, two full-length albums. Okay. I have a live EP that I recorded actually in the UK. I think it was 2011, 2012 that we did that one, and it was uh, that one was actually really cool. We got to open up for a group called The Soldiers. And they had about a million albums sold in the UK. They were going on this big theater tour. And I hooked up with an amazing group of musicians in London. And we went out on the road with this band for a month and a half, touring through Scotland, England, and Wales. And the last day of the tour, we recorded these four or five songs, I believe, completely live with the crowd. And that was one of the coolest things I've ever done. To this day, um, uh, so you are so you're putting out records with your own songs on. I see that you have something, uh, but but I want to mention something else because you do something that's very very cool. That in my little bit of research that I did on you, you have a very on your YouTube. There's some very interesting uh, covers or remakes, if you will, and um, you do this very. Um, heartfelt, um, singer-songwritery sort of version of satisfaction. You know, uh, I mean, you. You, you maintain the rock and roll uh, aspect of it, but something about, so, so, so you like hear something in these songs that maybe, you know, isn't, or, you know, because, because like, that's what I would say, you like the, your version of the weight and there's, you bring a little twist to it that makes you kind of like, your ears break up and you hear the song like in a, in a new way. Is, is that conscious or do you just hear something different in the music that some of us aren't hearing or, or what's your sort of thought on that? It's, it's definitely a conscious thing. And by the way, thank you so much for that because whenever I put out a cover or whenever I play these songs, I want to do justice to these, uh, to these artists and the writers because they're phenomenal songs in their own right. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I want to put a little bit of myself into that song and I want to, give it a little bit of the Josh Turk personality, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, Because I have a lot of respect for the people that recorded, wrote, and put these songs out in the first place. So I don't want to try and redo what they've done because what they've done is amazing. So, yeah, it's definitely a conscious thing when I pick a cover. First of all, I pick the cover because I feel something in the music, because it speaks to me in some way, whether it's the melody that I love or whether it's the story or the overall song, um, I always gravitate towards doing things that, again, move me, something I'm passionate about. And then at the same time, I, it, it really comes down to 
just figuring out, okay, how can I make this for, I did a cover of Rita Ora's Your Song, and if you listen to the original version, hers is very cool, it's got this really like techno, electro pop thing going on, and in that one specifically, I sat down and went, okay, how can I make this different? You know, how can I bring a different voice into this song? But at that point, after I decide, okay, I'm going to do this cover, whether it's Satisfaction, whether it's, as you said, The Weight, or your song for that matter, I always try and let it happen organically. Because the way that I play guitar, the way that I sing a certain line, or the way that I'll phrase something, will naturally be different than the way that it is on the record, because that's that specific artist's way of phrasing stuff. That's their interpretation of where music should fit, where melody should meet lyric. And so a lot of that stuff happens unconsciously when I'm going through it because that's just the way that I play. That's just the way that I sing. That's the individual voice that you get as an artist, whether you know that or not and whether that's a conscious thing or not. And in general, that's one of the things that I love about music is that you can get five different people who are all playing in the same genre. You can give them the same song. And because they're different people, they're coming from different backgrounds, they've got different voices, they've got different ways of playing the chords on a guitar, those five different versions of the song will be just that, completely yeah. different versions. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful. Wonder wonderfully uh uh and we really have a great interpretation of when you when you uh, approach the, that music. So thanks for doing that. But let's 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 give everybody a chance to like check out what we're talking about here. Uh, we're talking about the music. Let's listen to some music. This is the single. Um, it's a digital release uh, right now. Um, or is is it out yet? Today is August nineteenth. Is is the is it actually out yet? Yes. So the single okay. is out on iTunes, Apple Music. Spotify. We've got a music video coming out really soon for that video okay. or for that song as well. Okay, this and, is uh, learning. I'm sorry, I was going to ask the No, go for it, man. I'm going to go ahead. We're, we're going to talk about it a little bit more because uh, when we come back, because uh, Josh has worked with some very cool people. He, uh, as I mentioned in the in the in the introduction here, so we're going to come back and talk about that and who's in the band and the production and all that good stuff in a second. But I really want everybody to check it out. This is uh, Digital release, uh, learn, learning to let go. Uh, Josh Turk, guys, check it out. Uh, learning to let go on the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Okay, Josh, tell us about the song, the production. Who did you work with? And then let's get into some of these uh, people that uh, are uh, your you're one of your mentors too. So Absolutely. go ahead, jump in with that. Go ahead. So it, it really starts with my really good friend and mentor, John Oates. And I'm really fortunate to be able to say that, and John has been incredibly supportive of my music, of my career since I met him. I got chosen to play two shows at a songwriters festival that he was hosting in Aspen, Colorado. This was back in 2011. And got to meet him at the after party. He was the nicest guy ever. Like, you wouldn't know from talking to John that he was John Oates of Hall & Oates and had all these number one singles. Like, 
he is the most salt of the earth person you will ever meet. And he was playing a show in Toronto not long after that moment where we met. He invited me backstage, was talking to me about my career, where I was going, what I was working on. And I played him a couple of demos, that acoustic demos, that I had had of these new songs that I wanted to release at the time. And I had this really specific idea in mind for this record. And that record was Here's to Change. I wanted it to get back to that 70s, 80s rock and roll kind of feel. The whole band sitting in a room together, building the tracks, playing off of each other, having that really organic music experience. And I wanted to capture that on the 10 songs that we released on that record. And John was the guy that said, okay, first thing you got to do is you got to go down to Nashville. Second thing you got to do is you have to talk to a good friend of mine, Teddy Morgan, who I just co-wrote and worked on a new song for my new project with. So he introduced me to my producer, Teddy Morgan. Teddy, in his own right, has had a phenomenal career as a solo artist. He actually released two albums under the Andertons, uh, I believe it's called the Andertons Discovery label out in Texas, and then had another release on the High Tone label. Um, very revered in the blues circuit, but Teddy just has this wealth of knowledge about all these different kinds of genres of music, whether it's punk, post-punk, rock, folk, Americana. He just has this incredible ability to blend genres and adapt those different styles into a song. And so we hit it off, we made the second record, and afterwards we were talking about writing. And Teddy said, well, you know, we should write something together. I said, that would be awesome. I came in one day, we sat down, and it was just this magic moment of the two of us being in the same place mentally and emotionally at the same time. And we started talking about life. We started talking about the idea that you go through life and you want certainty. You want to be able to control different things and you have these expectations about how, whether it's your career or whether it's a relationship or something like that, you have these expectations of how things should go. You have these expectations of how you should feel, how the other person should feel, how life should work around you. But at the end of the day, life changes all the time. And that's the only constant in life is that everything can, will, and must change. The only thing that you can really control at any given moment is learning to let go, learning to have faith, and learning to live in the possibilities and the promise of right now. And as soon as we started talking about this, we started digging into the song and it just flowed from there. Um, is this your first collaboration with another songwriter? Yeah, so this was my first collaboration with Teddy. Okay. I had I had co-written with um, actually another incredible musician, uh, Nick Ede, who was the singer and writer for um, The Cutting Crew. That's the band. Oh. That, you know, that song, 
I just died in died your arms. Died in your arms. Tonight. Tonight. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Great jam. So, I I actually co-wrote the title track of that second record, Here's the Change, with him. But uh, this was uh, the first time that so, I'd written So, so the new record is going to be Here's the, Here's the Change. Here's so the, that, here's the... That's actually my... So I released my first record in the UK, and that was Josh. Okay. And then I released my second record, Here's the Change, both in ah. the UK and in the States, brought it back over to the States after recording it in Nashville. And since then, I've released a couple different singles over the last little mm. bit. Um, and Learning to Let Go is the newest single, which is eventually going to lead us into releasing an EP later on this year. Okay, I'm trying to get the play in the land. No what releases are coming and stuff. So, so um, Learning to Let Go is going to be part of an EP, uh, which is going to be coming out uh, later on. Um, yes. And I think it's a great sentiment, and it is something that, like, people do. We want to predict everything. We want it all laid out. But at some point, life just doesn't, <laughs> just doesn't always work exactly as, you know, what does John Lennon say? Life uh, is what happens to you when you're making other plans. Exactly. Um, so I think you've got to learn to let go. It's a great sentiment. Um, before we get uh, too far down the road here, I want you to talk for a minute about uh, Max Weinberg because you have uh, some uh, uh, interaction with him as well. Absolutely. So Max, again, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. And I grew up being a huge Springsteen fan because my dad was a drummer, played in a Springsteen cover band all through high school and university, and he was the Mighty Max in the band. That was his favorite member of the E Street Band, and to this day, that's his favorite artist, Bruce Springsteen. So through my dad and through experiencing Springsteen's concerts with him, listening to the music, writing my own stuff, he's been an incredible source of inspiration for me. Springsteen and through that Max is a big part of that sound so one day I get a call from a family friend and he says Max Weinberg is coming to Toronto and he's doing this event you got to come down so I go down I bring my dad with me and it's really cool Max does a little show with a couple of musicians from Toronto and sounded phenomenal after the show he was hanging out with everybody in this bar as like a post-party kind of thing. Mm. And I look over at one point, he's at the end of the bar, and he's just finishing a conversation with someone. And I know in that moment I've got five seconds to walk over to him and start a conversation before someone else takes that spot, and I'll miss my opportunity. So okay. I bolt over there and stick out my hand, and I say, Max, my name is Josh Turk. I am a huge fan of what you do. I'm also a singer-songwriter. He said, Josh, it's great to meet you. And again, nicest guy you'll ever meet. Starts talking to me about, you know, are you in school? What are you studying? How's the music going? Have you traveled? Where do you, you know, do you like living in Toronto? Everything and anything you could think of. He had more than enough time to talk about whatever it was I wanted to talk about. And at the end of the conversation... I pulled out a demo that I had done in my buddy's basement and said, Max, it would mean a lot to me if you took a listen to my music and let me know what you think. 
He said, great, I'll definitely have a listen. And at that point, he could have walked away and thrown it in the trash, and I would have been completely satisfied and happy. The fact that he took <laughs> the demo was, for me, the be-all and end-all. Yeah. Two, two weeks later, I get an email on my way to, I think it was a Canadian literature class at the University of Toronto. I get an email from Max and his manager. Josh, we took a listen to the demo. We really like what we heard. We want you to come to South Orange, New Jersey, and open up for Max and his big band project. So a couple weeks after that, I'm on a plane heading to his hometown in South Orange, New Jersey, and I got to open up for Max. And that was, I got to bring my dad. My dad got to meet Max. It was the coolest experience ever, and to be able to share it with him was amazing. And since that day, Max has been an incredibly supportive friend and mentor in the business. Every time he's in town, we try and see each other, at least for a couple of minutes before one of us is playing, <laughs> kind of thing. And uh, right. it, it was it was great. Uh, about a year later, after I did the John Oates thing, um, I get a call from Max and his manager saying, "Hey, we're playing a show at Summerfest in Milwaukee. You should come down for the weekend and check it out." And I had never been. Milwaukee and Chicago isn't that far from Milwaukee I've never been to Chicago either at that point so I said oh you know what I'll bring the family we'll go down we'll make a weekend of it it'll be incredible but half an hour before the show I get there I see Max he invites us backstage the entire family's meeting the band and everybody's hanging out and I'm just sitting back watching all of this thinking this is the coolest like this can't get any cooler than it is right now and suddenly Max walks over to me. He hands me a guitar and says, okay, you know Springsteen's song Ramrod? I said, yeah. He goes, cool. Come with me. You're going to learn it with the band. We're going to bring you up on stage for the encore. And you're going to help us pay tribute to the late Clarence Clements. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, Great. I, I can't even tell you. Like At that point, I'm like, oh, wow, this is cool. And I floated out of my body at that moment, and I went, cool, this is the greatest thing that has ever happened to me. I'm standing backstage. It was Max Weinberg on the drums, uh, Mindy A. Bear, who's this incredible saxophone player. She's a solo artist as well. She was, uh, yeah. I think she got called out by Steven Tyler on American Idol Yeah. at one point. Um, Will Champlin, who... I think came in third on one of the more recent seasons of The Voice. His dad, Bill Champlin, was singing, who is in the band Chicago. And all of these people were just hanging out. We were going through the chords together. And again, I'm sitting there joking around with them, having a great time, and all the while floating outside of my body going, this is the coolest thing that has ever happened to me. <laughs> taking mental notes the entire time going, I will never forget this moment as long as I live. Yeah, that that, that is, uh, those are the kind of things that like, you know, that just transcend everything, you know, and make you and know, it, like, yeah, you know, this yeah, is, like, it, it is all, what I came here for. <laughs> exactly. And it all comes from taking those opportunities when they show up. 
you know, and that's that's the biggest thing that I tell people when they ask me, you know, how do you how do you get where you're how do you get where you are now? How did you get there? And how do you meet all of these people? You have to put yourself out there, especially in today's day and age and the way that the business is structured these days, you have to advocate for yourself quite a bit. And that can be a scary thing for a lot of people, but it's also an incredibly empowering thing because if you think about it, no one is ever going to fight for you and what you believe in the way that you will. And so if you put yourself in that spot and you allow yourself those opportunities to just go for it, you're flying. Great advice. Um, so, so Josh, what's the next? Uh, we got an EP coming. What is the next uh, six to twelve look like for you? And are were you, will you be touring in between there? So we are looking at a whole bunch of different touring opportunities at this point, um, both in the states and we are trying to make plans to go back to the UK to tour there as well. Um, over the past month, I've actually been in Nashville, not only playing shows in the surrounding area, but I've been doing a lot of video stuff as well. So aside from the Learning to Let Go music video, I've got a whole bunch of other really cool stuff that's going to be coming out in the next little bit. And yeah, that's after that, I'm constantly writing. I'm always working on new material, so there will definitely be new music within the next six to 12 months, for sure. Excellent. Excellent. Um, why don't you go ahead and tell everybody then where they can keep up with uh, online with all your comings and goings and activities. Absolutely. I got a website, joshtaerk.com, and that'll take you to a newsletter sign-up. If you sign up for that, you get up-to-the-minute updates on everything that I'm releasing, all of the cool stuff that I'm up to. And that will also take you to all of my social media pages. I'm on SoundCloud. I'm on Spotify, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. The, the easiest way to find me is just to go to Google and type in Josh, T-A-E-R-K. And that will take you everywhere that you can find me. And definitely come on to the social media pages. Send me a message. Comment on one of my posts. I am the type of guy that always gets back to people when they do that. All right. And Josh not only is a great singer-songwriter, uh, hobnobbing with celebrities like Max Weinberg and John Oates, but he's a <laughs> down-to-earth guy and wants to talk to the fans. So, guys, don't don't be shy about that. And that is Josh Turk, and we spell that again, T-A-E-R-K, joshturk.com, and that's the jumping-off point for uh, all the social media and all that wonderful stuff that uh, everybody's doing today. Um, Josh, uh, uh, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. Anything uh, you want to add or anything before we uh, uh, wrap up for today? No, this was phenomenal. I had a great time okay. being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. And everybody, thank you so much for tuning into the podcast, listening, and I look forward to seeing you on Facebook and all those social media sites. All right, Josh. Thanks for having me, buddy. We need to do. I need to do a little business with you when we after we wrap up. So can you hang out for a minute? Definitely. Awesome. Okay, guys. Uh, you have been uh, just introduced to uh, a fantastic singer, songwriter, musician, personality, 
just wonderful guy, uh, Josh Turk, and I felt very honored to get to meet him today as well. Uh, and that is joshturk.com, T-A-E-R-K. Just so you guys know, just one more time, T-A-E-R-K.com. Uh, check him out, uh, everything he's got going on. Um, just some wonderful uh, uh, stories there. I was wildly entertained. In fact, I was flabbergasted and uh, speechless a couple of times. I don't know if you caught that. <laughs> but it was great uh, talking to Josh and meeting him. So please uh, check out everything he has going on. New EP is going to be coming out. He's got some previous records, live album, as well as the single Learning to Let Go. Great song. Uh, you guys want to check that out. My name is Lou Lombardi, a.k.a. Ludini. Our website is ludinirockandrollcircus.com. Uh, please check back often for new interviews with amazing artists like Josh Turk. Uh, and that is, once again, ludinirockandrollcircus.com. Guys, this is a really great podcast today. I really enjoyed uh, uh, listening to Josh's stories um, from the his first uh, motivation to become a singer all the way up to is working with Max Weinberg and John Oates. Uh, just, uh, just a wildly uh, interesting and entertaining uh, guy here, Josh. So, guys, thanks for hanging out. I hope you had a good time. I did, too. And I'll catch you guys on the next Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. All right, Josh. Hey, buddy. Um, a couple things. I want to um, – oh, I want to record a tag if you got a second. I would like uh, – Absolutely. You know, yeah, this is Josh Turk, and you are listening to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Could you do that? Absolutely. Okay, I'm going to count you in from five. Two and one will be silent. Sure. Here we go. In five, four, three. What's up, everyone? This is Josh Turk, and you're listening to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Excellent. Spoken with authority. I, I, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Hey, so what, what is that? What's a uh, solid email? Uh, for you, so that I can, because we want to send you the podcast and a couple other little things when we're done here. That would be great. Um, the email is josh, T A E R K music at gmail.com. Okay, we got you at gmail. Um, and um, I'm, you know, I'm sure you're working with John Oates and Max Weinberg, and I'm, I'm sure you're doing great, all these cool people, but I do uh, offer some. Uh, uh, as, as a thank you for being on the podcast, and since I do a lot of marketing for a lot, for a lot of people, I always offer a free coaching uh, call. So I can send you some more information about that in, in an email. You can check that out. We get on. We can talk about. It. I work with a lot of other musicians too, showing them how to do tips and stuff like that, strategies to grow the fan base and engage people in a more deeper, meaningful level to turn fans into super fans. So if you'd be interested, I'd be... send you a little bit. Yeah, that would be fantastic. Okay, I'll send you a little bit of info on that too. Okay, hey Josh, man, I gotta go because I gotta meet somebody else here in a few minutes. But uh, no worries, it was man. awesome meeting you, man. It's, and you have some great stories, man. You, I, I, you know, you tell them well. Oh, thank you. And yeah, I had yeah. a great time being on the podcast too, man. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Right. No problem. We will get everything out to you as soon as we get it all edited together and up there, and uh, we'll let you know. Thanks, man. Oh. You have a great rest of the day. Okay. Hey, you too. All the best. Take care. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. 
Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.